0: In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. It's time for the rundown with Rob Sanders. Well, we're waiting. Welcome into the Rundown. I'm Rob Sanders. Thanks so much for joining me this afternoon right here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Happy Halloween to you. One of my favorite holidays of the year. Some tricks and treats last night. Yeah. College football playoff rankings were released last night. And if you're an SEC apologist, you know the people that I talk about where you guys all sit around and talk about, well this conference can't be as good as the SEC because they don't have Alabama in it. Yeah, you had a trick last night. You had a treat last night. You got tricked big time. (laughs) You look at the college football playoff rankings. Let's break it down for you. Alabama, number one. Clemson, number two. LSU, number three. Notre Dame, number four. Yesterday, I got it mixed up. I thought that Notre Dame would be number three Ahead of LSU? Not so much. The committee did not see it that way. Now, how many people thought the ACC would have Clemson, Syracuse, NC State, Boston College, and Virginia in the top 25? Raise your hand. Then, once again, slap that hand because you didn't. All right? And another thing. Here's something else we learned from the college football playoff rankings being released last night. There's a loud contingent of people out there. The first thing they're going to say about Clemson is, wait a minute, Clemson's schedule's not very good. I'm sure you've heard this. If you ride around town, you hear this, right? You talk some sports with your fans. Well, they, they, they don't play anybody up there at Clemson. Really? Because according to the college football playoff, Three of their eight wins are against teams that are in the top 25. I didn't make the rankings, by the way. Let's make sure we put that out there. I'm not the one that set these up, you know, just to basically feed my point that I've been saying since I started doing this show. Yeah, I I didn't make the rankings. By the way, if things hold to, to, to form here... Clemson will play another ranked team in Boston College next week. And they have the potential of playing another ranked team in Virginia in the ACC championship game. Now, I know that there are a lot of fans out there that are like, well, that's not playing anybody. Well, what else do you want? If you play five, 12 games or 13 games and five of them are against teams that are in the top 25, that's pretty good. That's not bad at all. If you don't think so, why don't you take a look at some of the other schedules that are out there? Like, oh, I don't know. Let's start with Alabama. Who has Alabama played? Has anybody even stopped to think about that? Yes, I know. Alabama's number one in my uh, my four that I or my list that I do every Monday. They're number one. But... If you look at Alabama's schedule, who tell me who the hell they've played. I'd love to sit and hear that. 803-978-1832 is the number. 803-978-1832. If you look at their schedule, now it's going to toughen up here. But as of right now, who have they played? I mean, I just don't get it. Now, I got the eye test where you look at them and they can do a lot of things. They look like they know what they're doing. Completely with you on that. I'm not saying Alabama's a bad team. What I'm saying is, is that they haven't played anybody. You open the season with Louisville, and Louisville, by the way, what have they done? I mean, they're they're pretty much at the bottom of the ACC, but of course, the SEC apologists out there, you know who they are. People like Kent, who's watching on Facebook Live right now, who just sits in hopes because he's such an adamant fan of his South Carolina Gamecocks, he wants Clemson to be so bad. You've seen fans like this, right? Yeah, let's head out to the phones. We'll start taking some calls on this real quick. Welcome into the rundown. Good afternoon. Hey, how are you doing there? Hey, man, how are you? Doing good here. Hey, I'm going to be real quick here. Um, I'm the the call from Maryland from yesterday. Oh, okay, cool. I'm still bent about this thing, so... Well, I'm, I'm going to bring up DJ Durkin later because there's been some developments up there at Maryland. Uh, we'll definitely get into that in just a little bit. But have you got something else? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if you know that. I know that there's going to be uh, an SGA meeting tonight in regards to the— with the situation there in Maryland with the uh, students as far as some of the local government officials as well, so yeah, the, yeah the, this is getting it's getting to be really nasty because um they're they the the young republic by the way, you know, we have a whole political divide in this country, Republicans and Democrats don't want to get along. the young Republicans of Maryland and the young Democrats of Maryland, Democrats rob, they're working together to protest against Durkin. We have finally brought Republicans and Democrats together, and it's at Maryland. I'm dead serious. This is actually happening. And by the way, I just got something a while back that the team was supposed to have a meeting. uh, They had like a team meeting, and Durkin was there. Yeah, the team left. So, yeah, there's a lot going on there. And I've got some quotes from the family later on. Um, that kind of kick you in the face a little bit. So we're definitely going to get into that, too. I'll tell you this that a lot of folks down here don't know. You can pretty much bank on the fact that at least 30% of the players walked out yesterday in the team meeting. That's a lot. I that mean, you can't blame them, though, right? No, you can't blame them at all. I mean, the team is 5-3 and three right now. You're right there on the cusp of the bowl, and then you drop this grenade in the lap. I'm with you on that, man. I'll have more on that Maryland stuff later, man, but I appreciate you calling in and checking in, man. I appreciate it. All right, no problem. Thanks. Have a good one. Thanks a lot. That's our caller from Maryland yesterday. He was upset because I started the show with that yesterday. We're definitely going to talk about that. Definitely going to talk about that today, the stuff with Maryland, because um, that's an absolute disaster. But getting back to what I was talking about with Alabama here really quick, if you look at Alabama's schedule – Yeah, teams that are ranked in the top 25 from the CFP, they beat Texas A&M at home. Everybody else? Let's give you the laundry list here. Louisville. Uh -uh. Arkansas State, Ole Miss, Louisiana, Arkansas, Missouri, and Tennessee. Yeah, that's, that's the toughest schedule on the planet. You play one top 25 team at home. Yeah, you're, woo, rev it up there, you know? What is it they say, roll tide on that? Yeah. Stop with this whole thing that just because you play in the SEC that you have the absolute best schedule in the world because you don't. Especially Alabama, who doesn't schedule home and homes with anybody. At least have some respect for Texas A&M and Auburn, teams like that that go out and try to schedule outside of conference games where they may have to go on the road in an environment that may not be good for them at least give them that now it was no surprise to me that Alabama was number one I think that there's just a love affair with Alabama but you know what the more and more you watch Alabama yeah they're great but they can be beaten it's not like they're perfect there's no team in college football that is perfect this year there is no juggernaut team in my opinion can can Alabama be beaten? Yeah, I think so. Can Clemson be beaten? Yeah, I definitely think so. It's funny though that there's such a love affair with Alabama, and they really haven't played anybody. They really haven't. It's kind of interesting on that front. Now, if you look at LSU, their schedule is a little bit different. If you look at their schedule as I'm pulling that up, the interesting thing about theirs is that they played, um, they have played Florida, and they have played Georgia, and they won those games convincingly. Florida is at, they're, uh, they're still in the top 25, I believe, as I'm looking down my list here, at number 11, and Georgia is at number six. Now, if you wanted to make an argument I mean, you obviously, just looking at the schedule, they played a tougher schedule than Alabama has. And here's the thing on this. If they get past Alabama this weekend, they've got number 20 Texas A&M at the end of the season, but then they've got Arkansas and Rice. Alabama slips up. I don't know if they're going to get another chance like they did last year. Because if LSU runs through that schedule and wins the SEC championship this Alabama team that everybody's been talking about is like one of the best ever maybe sitting at home or going to a New Year's Six Bowl but not the college football playoff 803-978-1832 803-978-1832 it is interesting though because the SEC is on display this weekend two teams that basically at the beginning of the season nobody really put a lot of stock in With Kentucky and LSU, we didn't really know what Coach Cajun Man was going to do. Are playing essentially for the East and West Division titles against the two teams we thought would be there anyway Alabama and Georgia. If you look at Georgia, though, do you think that Georgia is the end all be all? I think they're the end all be all in the East. But they can be beaten. They've already shown that. LSU beat them by 20 points. So my question to you today, though, is do you give those two teams a shot? And which one has a better chance of advancing? Kentucky, who has some serious holes on offense. I mean, if they don't run the ball, they got much, not much of anything. Or do you think LSU has a better chance of beating Alabama? Alabama. Also, your reaction to the college football playoff poll with five teams from the ACC. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In the college football playoff poll, I don't think they'll finish with five, but if you look back at the end of uh, last season there were four teams in the 2016 season there were five teams so the SEC apologists that are out there that are we play in the SEC especially a lot of these South Carolina fans and I hate to put it on you but that's who you are the ones that can't win the conference but are like oh well we belong amongst the football elite because the SEC is great it's really not it's really not 803-978-1832, 803-978. 1832 1832 is the number if you want to get involved today, as uh, we can talk a little bit about that. There are some interesting uh, other matchups here that if the CFP ended today, here's what it would look like. You would have Alabama and Notre Dame playing in the Cotton Bowl, Clemson and LSU in the Orange Bowl, the Rose Bowl would be between a Big 12 and a Pac 12 team, likely number five, Michigan, and against number eight, Washington State. The Sugar Bowl would be Alabama, and the runner up, LSU, are in the semifinals. So the Sugar Bowl would get uh, Georgia and Oklahoma. That'd be an interesting game. Number 12, UCF, the team that was uh, a non power five team, would probably head to the Fiesta Bowl, and they would probably play Kentucky. How many people had Kentucky in the New Year's Six Bowl, by the way? Huh. And the Peach Bowl would have Ohio State and Florida, as they're the highest-ranked teams remaining, so those two teams would play there. That's how that would end up if the college football playoff ended today. So what are your thoughts on the college football playoff poll? There are are a lot of people that are like, "How how does that happen? How do so many teams from the ACC get in. The SEC they have teams up top. You can't argue with Alabama, LSU, Georgia and Kentucky in the top 10. But you also have a contingent of people that doesn't think Kentucky belongs in the top 10. Do you agree with that? You can call and we can talk about that as well. 803-978-1832 803-978-1832. Keith, watching on Facebook, says South Carolina fans are the worst for it. I, I agree with you. I completely agree with you. If you just step back, it's not going to make your team any better or worse. Because let's be honest, I said at the beginning of the season South Carolina was going to go 7-5. and five. It's looking more and more like Rob was completely right on that. they got to win this game at Ole Miss this weekend, or it's 6-6. Six and six. But if you finish 7-5, and five, whatever the conference does doesn't matter anyway. And you could, you could have all those teams on your schedule, and it doesn't really matter because you haven't beaten any of them. Just a thought. Just to throw that out there. 803-978-1832 is the number. 803-978-1832 is the number. Some teams that were lower than I thought they should be. You know... I give the uh, the big Ten a lot of grief, but Ohio State, I thought they should have been ranked a little bit higher than Washington State and maybe Oklahoma maybe. And West Virginia at number 13, that was kind of a little low there as well. A couple of teams that you know, I, I don't really get. I mean you have a, a two. Two three-loss teams with Mississippi State and Texas A&M. That's interesting from the SEC. Texas A&M at 20, I really don't have a problem with because they lost to two teams that are at 1 and 2. But the Mississippi State game, uh, Mississippi State team, no, not so much. Iowa State at 4 and 3 at number 24. That's interesting as well. Also, UCF at twelve—that's basically the the playoff committee being like, yeah, you guys can finish undefeated. It doesn't really matter. You're not sneaking in. So interesting stuff there with the college football playoff. I the only stunning thing I, from this was I thought a Notre Dame would be number three, but I think this is sending a message to the Irish. Yeah, you lose a game and you're out. Michigan at number five. They would move up a good bit. And you know what? Alabama or LSU is going to lose this weekend. Michigan plays this weekend. They win their game. They're going to be right into the playoff picture. The interesting thing about that is, is that you're going to have two teams, if Notre Dame can get past uh, their matchup this weekend, you're going to have two teams with that have already played each other in the top five, top four next week. So there's so many different layers with this college football playoff, but I'd love to hear your comments on it. 803-978-1832 803-978-1832 is the number to call. We'll talk college football playoff stuff. We'll also talk about um, the rankings came out from I love these rankings from SI.com where they rank all of the college basketball teams. So, I'll tell you where the Gamecocks fell and where Clemson fell as well. As we kind of get closer to basketball season, we'll talk about uh, some of the NFL trade deadline trades. Some of them made sense, some of them didn't. We'll get into that. The list this afternoon is uh, my top five in college basketball as we head into the season. We'll get into that, and we're also going to talk about DJ Durkin and what's going on up at Maryland, because I think that is going to be a story that is going to cause some problems. All that and more in just a moment. You are listening to The Rundown on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Welcome back into the rundown. I've always wanted to like talk over this music. Of course, it's the theme for Halloween. I need like some pipes, like my buddy Gary David down the hall. I don't have that though. I sound like a cat in a blender, but just talking over this music, you want to try to get your voice to be like, hello, I have a creepy voice. (laughs) All right. Not going to goof with you too much today on that stuff, but Right here on The Rundown today, we've talked about the college football playoff. You know, I said something earlier this season, that none of these rankings matter. The first set of rankings should be around Halloween. And when you look at those rankings, here's the interesting thing. Of course, you have at the top, Clemson and Alabama. When you look back at the preseason poll, which everybody looks forward to, Okay? The AP poll had Clemson and Alabama correct at one and two. At three, they had Georgia. Four, they had Wisconsin. Five, Ohio State. Six, Washington. Seven, Oklahoma. Eight, Miami. Nine, Auburn. And ten, Penn State. Now, if you look at the, the poll now, you have two teams that are in the top ten that are not uh, even ranked right now with Miami and Auburn. So if you put too much into those polls and you look back on them now, it shows they really don't mean much. They really don't. Yeah, they got the top two teams right, but after that, what do you got? You fall off the rail a big, big way. Southern Cal, they're not ranked. Let's see here. TCU is not ranked. They're 16th in the regular season poll. How about this? Florida State at 19. Yeah, they're they're not ranked. They got blown out by seven touchdowns by Clemson. They're definitely not going to be ranked for a while. Also, Virginia Tech at 20. They're not they're not ranked. I mean, you can look up and down this poll. UCF was number 21, they're at number 12. Boise State they're not ranked. And Texas is at 23, they've obviously moved up. They're at 17. But look at number 25 in the AP preseason poll. That would be LSU. They started 25th, and now they're at 3rd. So what does that mean? It's the same thing I said at the start of the season. These rankings do not mean anything until around Halloween. So next season, we'll talk about these preseason polls, but we'll just look at them as like, eh, whatever. Because they don't really mean anything. They don't. So my question I have for you folks today is, who do you think is the biggest disappointment so far? If you go by the rankings here, I'd have to say Miami, Auburn. Those are two teams that are definitely falling off. But you can make the argument for Florida State being a preseason top 20 team that may not make a bowl game. And where are some of these other teams? Like... Oh, I don't know, Kentucky, who's number 9, they weren't on the AP uh, poll to start the season. It's easy to go back and poke holes in this, but the point is is that I want you to know, yeah, we don't know much at the beginning of the season. Nobody knew, I mean, you kind of knew what Benny Snell was going to do at Kentucky. You didn't know their defense was going to be as outstanding as it was. I couldn't find a Gamecock fan on this side of the planet That thought that the Kentucky Wildcats were going to beat them for the fifth straight time. Texas A&M was not in this poll, but they're in the uh, at number twenty in the first CFP poll. Obviously, Jimbo Fisher has gotten the job done down there, and they look like they're a team that could end up in a New Year's Six Bowl if they can win some time out, win some games, and head uh, head up the rankings here. Probably the biggest shock into these, though, would be Syracuse for me. And Virginia. When I went to ACC kickoff up in Charlotte in July, I picked Virginia to finish last in there in the coast. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> But looking at what they had, they didn't really look like they were going to be a team of world beaters. They're playing pretty good. And right now, they're 25th in the country. Of course, they play this weekend. We'll look at the ACC uh, schedule here in just a moment. But it's interesting, though, to look back at some of these polls and you're just kind of like, huh, how did that happen? How did that happen? Keith on Facebook Live says he thinks Notre Dame and Alabama will both fall this weekend. And then he wants me to argue with him. I'm not going to argue with you, Keith. That would set the college world on fire if that did happen. But I think Alabama has a uh, excuse me, Notre Dame has a better chance of falling than Alabama does. LSU is going to have to play a pretty complete game. I do think they will cover the spread. We'll give you my picks tomorrow on that stuff, but We'll see how that goes from there. Pittsburgh plays at Virginia this week, and that should be an interesting matchup for Virginia. All the respect that they've gotten with their 6-2 start can go away in a matter of seconds if they don't win over Virginia. Louisville and Clemson, by the way, that's not going to be even a remotely close matchup. Syracuse goes on the road at Wake Forest. Syracuse should win comfortably there. Georgia and North Carolina are playing out the string. Florida State at NC State. NC State's dropped two straight, but they're number 21 in the poll. Can Florida State get off the mat after Clemson beat them in the face last weekend? We'll find out there. Number 22, Boston College at Virginia Tech. That game is interesting to me. The thing with that game, though, is that uh, Virginia Tech has not been able to stop the run all season Boston College comes in they like to run the ball so I think Boston College should win that game then you've got Duke at Miami, two teams that I thought would be at the top of the Coastal that are just not Pause. The Mike wants to know what's why the love affair with Kentucky sir have you seen Kentucky's schedule Kentucky has played a good schedule throughout the season here and they are kind of like a, they're kind of a, I don't know, when you watch them play, they gut games out. You, you just, you're sitting there thinking, wow, there's no way they can do what they're going to do, especially if you watch the Missouri game. It looked like Missouri was just doing whatever they wanted to do. Then all of a sudden, Kentucky had to make plays, and they made them. I watched the Kentucky-Florida game earlier this season. They played really well down in the Swamp breaking a 31 game losing streak to the uh, to the Gators. So it's not really a love affair. It's just more of you kind of like the underdog and Kentucky has been the underdog for the longest amount of time. And when the underdog gets up and says, "You know what? I've had enough. I'm going to do it my way and I'm going to win some games." That, you know, a lot of people like that. Will they beat Georgia? I don't know. It's in Lexington. I think not but they've at least put themselves into a position where if they win that game they're most likely going to Atlanta 803-978-1832 803-978-1832 which team has the best chance of losing this weekend Alabama LSU or Notre Dame you think one of the, i mean obviously one of them is going to fall but which one do you think has the better chance of falling We'll definitely talk about that more this afternoon. We're also going to have in the next segment, I'll give you my top five college basketball teams. This is like my preseason, my five favorite. I will give you that. We'll also talk about some other teams that SI.com, how they rank them. We'll get into some NFL trade stuff, and then we're going to do the segment on DJ Durkin and why Maryland, the students at Maryland, may force them into doing something they don't want to do. All that and a lot more in just a moment right here on The Rundown on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Strap in. It's time for The List. Welcome back to The Rundown. I'm Rob Sanders. Thanks for joining us today. Of course, 3.30 every day here we go this is the list these are my top five basketball teams college basketball teams as we're getting closer and closer to the start of the season give you my top five that's today's list here we go as i bring my stuff up here there we go uh, number five number five i'm going to go with virginia Now i know they had a, a horrible loss You know, the first 16 team to ever go down in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. But they do come back with their backcourt, Ty Jerome and Kyle Guy, and they should be tough on defense. That's enough for me to put them in my top five. Number four. got to love Tennessee. Grant Williams and Admiral Schofield, they give Coach Barnes up there a lot of talent. I think Tennessee is kind of underrated and I think they are going to make a Final Four run. Number three. Number three, well, then you got to start looking at some other teams here. I'm going to go with Kansas. I think that uh, Dedrick Lawson and the guy who he averaged like 19 points a game for Memphis a couple of years ago, they've got him and a huge 7-foot junior guy, Udoka Azubuke. That gives the Jayhawks a big front line And uh, they're just tough, so they're at number three. Number two, two, I'm going to go with Duke. They've got so many blue-chip prospects that are going to be leaving them after one season. And, of course, led by Zion Williamson, who burned Clemson and decided, hey, I'm going to Duke. My opinion, I think they're going to be right up there. They should also be in the Final Four mix. And number one... Kentucky. This is John Calipari's best squad. He has a great blend of freshman talent and this time it's a little different though because he's got some veterans. He's got a grad transfer named Reed Travis who was a uh, first team All-Pac-12 forward at Stanford. That's going to give some senior leadership to guide the freshmen. They are going to be a mix of youth and they're going to be a mix of veterans and they're going to get something done. I like Kentucky right now as my number one team. So there's my top five. I mentioned that SI.com put their out, where they rank all 353 teams. I was looking through this. I thought I'd give you where Clemson and South Carolina are. Clemson, in these rankings, are at number 24. And, of course, they like Elijah Thomas, Sheldon Mitchell, Clemson's got a pretty good one-two-three punch with Marquise Reed as well, and I, I think they're going to miss Gabe Devoe because he was a heck of a, of a of a talent as far as scoring goes. But they should be in the top twenty-five mix throughout the rest of the season. South Carolina checks in at. I'm looking down the list here. South Carolina checks in at number seventy-five. They have them picked to finish 12th in the SEC. All that and a lot more uh, coming up here on the rundown with some college hoops. We'll definitely uh, tell you some more college hoops stuff throughout the season. I'm a big college hoops guy. I love football, don't get me wrong, but the college hoops, man, just cool, cool stuff. You know, I thought I'd go over some of these uh, NFL trades really quick here. I'm kind of upset with the Green Bay Packers being a Packers fan They traded away HaHa Clinton Dix who is probably a Pro Bowl player for basically a fourth round pick, but I think they did it just on the grounds of, hey, we don't want to pay him. I think that's kind of the the logic behind that. They also sent away Ty Montgomery who had that fumble in that game against the Rams. I think that uh, Aaron Rodgers was like, yeah, you gotta go away. So for getting rid of Dix, they get a fourth-round pick, and then they get a seventh-round pick in 2020 for for Ty Montgomery. I I really didn't get that pick, especially considering the fact that the Packers need running backs. Some other trades that went through. Golden Tate, who I think is a really good receiver, is heading to the Philadelphia Eagles. That's going to make them interesting. They have Legarrette Blunt, Torrey Smith, Brent Selleck, and Ty Bur- and Trey Burton are gone, but they do have Mac Hollins and Mike and Mike Wallace hurt. But the Eagles needed some help at the skill spots, so picking up Tate I think was good for them. They do give up the third round pick that may be a little bit high. Demarius Thomas going to the Texans I think is just a great move. Uh, they get they send a fourth round pick to help out on on the other side and uh, even it up a little bit for DeAndre Hopkins where he's not facing doubles every time he he heads out onto the field. So a good good pick for them. A couple of other things here. The Rams got uh, Dante Fowler from the Jacksonville Jaguars for a third-round pick and a fifth-round pick. So the Rams got another edge rusher, and I think that Jacksonville just kind of gave up on him so when you give up on a guy maybe they need to change the scenery I don't know don't know so we'll see how that works out for them a couple of other little notes here as uh we get through this stuff I don't think the Giants did too well it seems like they just sold their team yeah they were pretty much done If you're a Giants fan, are you you upset that they're getting rid of uh, everybody but Eli Manning? Why would you not want to try to trade Manning? That didn't make any sense either. So, interesting stuff in the NFL. If you want to talk about uh, what's happened with your team as far as trades go, 803-978-1832. Kent says on Facebook that Gamecocks are sleepers. I think he's talking about basketball. And don't put much trust in the preseason polls. I think you're right, because... The year the Gamecocks went to the Final Four, they, uh, they didn't fare very well. And Kent's happy about his Cowboys. I think they gave up too much to get Amari Cooper. A first-round pick, it's an awful, awful lot. We'll see how that's going to work out for them. 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832 is the number to call. We're going to talk about Maryland when we come back in our next segment and how the students up there are putting something together that could be interesting on the front of, yeah, we're we're not going to put up with this mess of you're going to bring this coach back. They're not going to do it. And it's kind of refreshing. We'll get into it here in the next segment. But there's just a contingent of people that just don't want this guy there. And I know that if you give in... It could come back to bite you, but we'll see. Head out to the phones real quick here. Welcome into the rundown. Good afternoon. Hey, man. Good afternoon. Uh, Eli's got a uh, no-trade clause, and Ty Montgomery, I don't know if he watched the game the other day or not, but he was – my understanding instructed not to uh, bring the ball out of the end zone. Right? Yeah, I, I know about that. But I thought that they would try to um, with the Ty Montgomery thing, and he was basically he basically just went on his own. And I get that kind of went into business for himself. The thing with Eli Manning, though, I I thought that they would at least try to get him to waive that clause. Um, man, I think he'll probably retire at the end of the year. He might as well. I believe he's done. Yeah, I, I just I, right now I just think the Giants are kind of a dumpster fire, man. I, I think they've got they got a good receiver in Beckham, and then um, I like um, uh, the running back that they drafted out of Penn State. But as of right now, it's like, ugh, man, they need offensive linemen and a quarterback. There you go. Hey, man, right, thanks man, for we'll checking get... us out. I appreciate it, buddy. Thanks so much. Thank you. Have a great day. All, All right, on. So there we go. Somebody with an NFL call. We appreciate that as well. We're gonna take a quick break, and we come back. We're gonna talk about DJ Durkin and the debacle that's going on up at maryland i got some quotes that i'm going to play for you from the parents of jordan mcnair that really 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 make your spine tingle just a little bit all that and more in just a moment you're listening to the rundown on fox sports radio 1400 welcome back to the rundown i'm rob sanders thanks for joining me this afternoon Appreciate it as always. Lawton Swan of Clemson Sports Talk will be coming through that door shortly. He will bring you home this afternoon from 4 to 6 as you get those kids out to trick-or-treat. Yeah, keep your, you know, get you a little earbud, listen to some Clemson Sports Talk, or better yet, check out the podcast later on. My podcast will also be up this afternoon at 5 o'clock or so. Actually, it'll be up before then because uh, I took the rest of the afternoon off. I got to get home and trick-or-treat with the kiddos, man before we do that though this is going to be my vent segment okay and you know we had the caller call up earlier this afternoon about the maryland stuff and i wanted to get into that at first but i know the big story of the day is the college football playoff but this thing that's going on at maryland is amazing amazing in stupidity is pretty much the only thing that i can say Maryland's coach DJ Durkin is back on the job after what the, the the incident that happened with Jordan McNair dying from a heat stroke after a workout in May. First of all, they should have fired him a long time ago. But then they take forever on this investigation and then what happens? They let him come back into in to retake over the program and why nobody really knows is it just a buyout clause i don't know maryland did say they were financially responsible for this young man dying who's the head coach that would be dj durkin yeah and he gets to go back to his job now the parents met with the media here's what they said I feel like I've been punched in the stomach and somebody spit in my face. What what, did you think was going to happen when they concluded their investigation? They would do the right thing. I miss my son every day, and today it just didn't help. didn't help at all. You know what? Nothing can bring that family back their son. Okay? And it shouldn't be an issue of, hey, we're... They shouldn't fire him on the grounds of to get, I don't know, something to this family. But what they should fire him for is to make sure this doesn't happen again. That just makes, you know, the craziest amount of sense to me ever. I just I'm at a loss for words when it comes to that. So. Let me ask you this. We live in a very politically charged society nowadays. I'm not going to get into politics with you because that's not really my thing. I mean, I have my political views. You have your political views. We can all get together and we all have a team. You may have a team. I have a team. We can talk about that and be civil with each other. But you mentioned, hey, I like this candidate or that candidate or whatever. You may look at me differently. I may look at you differently. So I don't talk politics because it hurts people's feelings. But the students at Maryland, they are not happy. The Student Government Association has organized a rally on Thursday to protest the reinstatement of DJ Durkin and to demand justice for Jordan McNair. Okay? maryland student body president jonathan allen says quote people are appalled at this when i spoke to stakeholders media alums donors over the last few months as this has been transpiring they've all said there's no way durkin comes back from this and yet he's returning and the president is the one that's leaving so basically what happened is is that the president wanted him gone but according to this report from espn The board of regents basically forced him to come back and now the president is basically retiring is essentially what's happening here now i mentioned that i don't get into politics but let me ask you this when's the last time you saw the college democrats the college republicans the black student union and the university's naacp chapter all get together and agree on the same thing. If I'm the president, the athletic director, whatever, whoever makes decisions up there, you got to get in and look at this. This is a united effort that this guy shouldn't be allowed to coach the young men at Maryland anymore. Now, there's also reports that, in addition to the students there being angry... Now gotten to the point where he had a team meeting and the majority of the team walked out. Oh, this guy's coming in here. They he basically killed one of my brothers. I'm, I'm assuming that's what happened there. And they just walked out. So you hear the term lack of institutional control. He doesn't have control of that football team anymore. And he can't get it back. He cannot get it back. So you've got a lot of young men that are sitting there and wanting some guidance and wanting some leadership to lead the football program, but they've determined for themselves, yeah, I'm not doing that. We're not going to have it. So I say congratulations to Maryland. You know, we give college kids a lot of crap for what they do. You hear stories about, you know, drinking and acting silly and everything else. But it looks like this entire campus has got together as far as the students go, and they're basically telling them, yeah, we're not going to put up with this. There's a growing section of the players that's like, hey, we're not going to deal with this and, and play for this guy. Now, will it make a difference? I don't know. I don't know. But they're at least peacefully letting people know, hey, what you did was wrong. This is not what should have happened. But, and we want to let you know that, the sad thing is is that I don't think it's going to be enough. I think there's going to have to be some big Maryland donor that comes out and says, yeah, this isn't happening. Or there could be a wild card. What if the CEO of Under Armour, who has that big contract with them, says, yeah, we're not going to fit your team out anymore? We don't want D.J. Durkin standing on the sideline as a billboard for our program. What if that happened? Just in, 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 a, in a twilight zone here. I say that because I think that's the kind of thing that could get this fixed. It's great the students are doing this. The students shouldn't have to uh, go. I mean, I wouldn't go to any games. They're protesting the fact that they've got to pay $406 a year to go and see these football games they wouldn't get my money i'd work my way around it but the way it's going to go is hitting them in the pocketbook and i'm sure there are maryland fans out there donors etc that can get together and pay off this guy's contract but if this guy had a set of cantaloupes he would say you know what i was responsible and i want to leave anyway Before we get out of here today, i got to tell you about Carolina Pool Tables Plus, the one original pool table store in Columbia. Been here for over a decade. The largest selection of true solid and maple oak pool tables in the Carolinas. Go by and check them out today. Don't buy a pool table on the Internet. Could come out as warped and unlevel. You don't want that. Carolina Pool Tables Plus, 5717 Two Notch Road, open seven days a week. Stop by their showroom today, 803-799-5305. Experience the difference at Carolina Pool Tables Plus. Tomorrow, on the program, we will go behind enemy lines. We will tell you everything you need to know about Louisville. We will also tell you everything you need to know about Ole Miss. I will definitely tell you something tomorrow. You may not know about each of these teams. We'll have that and more tomorrow right here on the Rundown. This afternoon, though, Lawton Swan of Clemson Sports Talk, the Czar of Clemson Sports, will be here to take you home so hang out listen to him as you take those kids trick-or-treating he will not scare you even though he kind of looks like uncle fester a skinnier version he'll do here in just a little bit my name is rob sanders thanks so much for listening today we will be back at it tomorrow right here on the rundown on fox sports radio 1400